they're standing and they're applauding that dramatic performance by James Orville and Christopher Dean. Alex Bilodeau. It takes a lot to make him happy and he is clearly pleased. She's up, she's moving nicely. She's got it. Yes! yes. It is Off The Podium, an Olympics podcast, taking a break from your regularly scheduled interview episode to bring you a rankings episode. That is right. If you listen to any of the shows that we do on any of our other podcasts, you know we like to rank. And that might sound disgusting, but we are big rankers here on the family of podcasts that we all do. And after successfully ranking the medals, we are now back to rank the next best thing, the Olympic logos from 1980 onwards, because there are a lot more of these than we thought there would be. But unlike last time when we were discriminatory to everything before 1994, we are going to do this purely from 1980 onwards, because initially I thought, well, that's when we were all born onwards, right? Well, I was a bit early for one of our uh, people on the show, but we've got the squad back together and we can excuse that and Ben's poor maths. So let's cross direct to that old man in Canada, which I thought 1980 was when he was born, but I think it was a year or two afterwards. But it's Colin Hildig! Yay! Colin Hildig's back. Welcome back, Colin. Yes, I think that uh, 1980 is early enough because my parents were probably um, at least thinking about me in 1980 or not too far away from thinking about me in 1980. Well, that's close enough. That's all that counts. Uh, speaking Our criteria is when did your parents start thinking of you? And that's when we start ranking always. Gee, I should really be ranking a lot earlier than that because my parents always thought about me because I'm so special. doesn't matter how old my sister is and me. That's what happens. But speaking of sisters, this is a man who has them and is also part of the best part of the country right now because Penrith won a grand final and I'm sure he's celebrating non-stop. It's Penrith's number one person that's not a Panthers player. It's Jared Lubick. Yay, Jared. Welcome back to Off the Podium. Thank you. It's uh, it's it's good to be back at, uh, yeah, reigning premieres back-to-back. I mean, it's been, it's been a great weekend and this will uh, definitely uh, top off the start to the week. I'm sure. Are you actually, were you watching the game? Are you into it? Or was it just a case of, oh, cool, that's not tennis, so I don't really care? No, I was there. I'm oh, you not, were there? I'm there. I'm, well, not there, but oh. I was there as in, as in watching on TV. Right. Um, I, yeah, I'm not one of these bandwagon people uh, who just jump on when Penrith are doing good through thick and thin. Um, but yeah, it's been a, been a good couple of years. Back to back. Well done. Uh, I always say Penrith is probably my fourth favorite team just because I have family who live in Penrith. So I always like the Panthers. So, uh, they're not the Sharks. We choked, of course. So good for us. Colin, who was your tip to win the NRL this year? Uh, the Wild Hogs. Ah, uh, they had a bad year. <laughs> Better luck next year for the Wild Relegated. Hogs. I know, just uh, difficult there. But I'm excited and nervous and everything above for this episode because we did the medals uh, about a year or so ago. And, of course, on that medals one, I believe we talked about our opinions 
of the medals previously, but I'm not too sure if we've ever really discussed our thoughts on the logos. I don't know if this is something that we all sit around our Olympic chat in between episodes and go, oh, don't you love Grenoble's logo? It's great. <laughs> Antwerp's logo. Wow, that really should be ranked. I have no idea. So how are you feeling, Colin, going into this one, ranking the Olympic logos from 1980 onwards? Uh, you know, we rank lots of things on Double Oz 7, uh, mostly James Bond related, but occasionally it might be Olympic logos as well. I don't know. Uh, but uh, we have a habit of, I guess, somebody has a habit of ranking things that don't belong in the top five in the Noah. top five. It's not Noah, but uh, it might be somebody Cable. else. It's, it's Cable. Yes, Cable is the real problem. Kristen. Uh, Rocky is the real problem. Oh. Uh, we do know about his rankings. But, uh, yeah, usually things match up, and then every once in a while somebody throws a curveball your way. Uh, but I feel like this is logos. I mean, how hard can you really criticize somebody for ranking a logo differently? Um, we'll find out when Ben's top five comes up. Can I remember? Yeah, can I remember you using that quote? Um, how hard can we bag whatever it is? Because uh, I'm going to remember that. Might use that as a sound clip moving forward for some of our other shows. Jared, how are you feeling with this? You you were very close, I think, to my opinions on the medals. So you're generally a smarter person on this podcast than the other hosts. But uh, I'm going to be intrigued to see if that matches up with us today or me today. Bugger Colin. Mm, I'm nervous. Uh, mainly that I've forgotten the logo along the way and then we'll have to, like, slip it in. Like, oh, that's right. Um, well, I guess that's getting ranked in the top five because that's where we're at. Um <laughs> I'm nervous. I feel like I didn't do a whole lot of research. I was really just on like first impressions. This is what it looks like. I don't care like the context or what it's meant to be. Does it look good? Does it look terrible? That's generally, I think, how it works. Now, we should clarify again, 1980 onwards, so winter and summer from 1980 onwards. Obviously, we realised there were logos prior to 1980, but it was kind of, we went a little bit further back than we did with the medals, and I think with this, there's some very interesting and unique designs. And I really think also logos prior to 1980 were kind of just the posters. They weren't overly just a logo as such, and I'd even argue maybe one of the logos from 1980 is more of a poster let alone a logo, whereas now it's more of a distinctive, like this is a logo. This is what you would put on branding rather than just an absolute poster. And I don't know how you gentlemen did it. If you went into this, like ranking things a certain way, I kind of did a mixed bag of, oh, I've always loved this logo. This one stands out. Personal connection, things that I think are iconic. And then on the other side of of things, there are just some crap ones. Uh, So I, I don't know, Colin, do you go into this with a certain criteria or is it just a case of, I like one better than the other. Yeah, uh, I think there's really like three tiers. There's the, these ones are terrible and should be burned. There's these ones wow. I'm okay with, but nothing stands out. And then there's, I like these ones. These ones will be them t- near the top. And then you kind of work from there. I am kind of disappointed though, just looking back over some of the pre-1980s, we could have started in 76, include another Canadian one where the Montreal logo gives you the middle finger. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But sadly, we're one Olympics too late for that. Yeah, there were a few iconic ones prior to, you know, Montreal in all seriousness is a pretty iconic logo, I feel. Uh, Munich was decent. I think the original Tokyo 64 one was decent. I think the Melbourne one from 1956 was just a symbol of a person on a horse with a logo or something. Like, it wasn't even a – it was a poster. Again, it was kind of one of those weird ones. Jared, do you have a criteria with this? And are you sad we're not ranking middle finger logos from 1976? You know what? I'm not really sad that we're not going that far back. Uh, I mean, the criteria, it's just 
Is it fun? Is it colorful? Do the Olympic rings make an appearance like they should? Does it make some sort of sense? Cause some of these don't make any sense at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would definitely agree with that. And I think how we're going to do this, if you listen to double or seven, great show, by the way, um, generally those rankings go for about eight hours, but I think these generally are quicker. Cause I think the best way to do this is if we do them in groups and then maybe get to our top five and do them individually. So I think we can all just kind of go 26 through to 20, then 19 through to 15, six, five, 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 and then do the five individually. If you're all on board with that, because there are 26, so a few more than our medals rankings, but uh, I think that might be the easiest way to do it. So I am not going to go first because I'm a gentleman, and I think because Colin just coughed, he can go first with his 26 down to 21. If you are if you are ready, Colin Hilding, I'm excited. I'm, I'm ready. Um, I am ready to burn my first six here because they're the six that I don't like. Uh, starting with number 26. As much as I looked at this and wanted to move it up because it must have been recent, so that means they must have had more effort to put into it, uh, there is nothing positive I could say about the squiggly line London 2012 logo. Oh, wow. uh, Which the more I look at it now, I wish that we could have just left this one off and ranked 25, but uh, London 2012 will be my very bottom uh, of all the – Bad logos that need to be burned. This would be number Poor one. Oh, Lisa Simpson giving a blowjob. That's a bit mean. Poor Lisa. Uh, but uh, it does get beaten out by the upcoming Olympics that seem to be directly inspired by it with the squiggly lines uh, <laughs> where we get Milan Cortina at number 25, uh, the famous ZG Olympics, otherwise known <laughs> as 26, for Milan Cortina, which really is just let's do London, but slightly subtler. Uh, and that one is also hideous and on my list of ones that should be burned. Um, I have number 24 as 1988 Seoul Olympics. Oh, wow. Which I'm not entirely sure. Like, it is very colorful. It's similar to, uh, I guess, the Olympics that preceded it, London, with kind of a dated 80s logo, but the swirly lines, I don't know if the the yin-yang thing they were going for, but it's a little bit too busy, too much going on, and... Looks very 1988. Uh, my numbered, what am I at now? 23. 23. Uh, going all the way back to when my parents maybe thought of me, Lake Placid, 1980, um, which to me kind of looks like a wave that is going up into the sky. Water's being beamed up by the alien ship that will <laughs> come a couple of years after that in the opening ceremonies. And then, uh, sadly, number 23, 22, 20, what am I at now? 22. Six, five, four, three, two, 22. Uh, directly following that, a boycotted Moscow Games uh, where they essentially sold the Atari logo. Um, <laughs> I, I, I give them credit, though, for having uh, the, the foresight to rip off the Japanese. Uh, and then my last one will be number 21, uh, let's just call it nothing going on, Pyeongchang 2018. I, I've got to say one thing. Uh, I guess Jared and I will give a few reactions here. Um, yeah, this is going to be a wild list because, damn, uh, you've got some very low, which I do not have anywhere near this bottom six. And there's particularly one in this that I have no idea how the hell anybody in their right mind cannot rank it in the bottom six. But okay. Um, Col- uh, Jared, any reaction to some of those? Yeah, this is going to be wild. So wild. As soon as she started reading out some of those, I was like, oh, 
Top 10. Oh, yeah. top five. <laughs> um, one thing too, before I go, Jared, if you want to give yours, I have the, the Olympics website actually has a great section on each of the Olympics where it gives the information on some of them. So uh, I might maybe when we do the combination list of all three of us, read some of the, the details of it because it's interesting with some of the real basic ones in particular when you actually read what they're trying to do and you're like, oh, okay, that adds a little bit. And then there's literally uh, one where they're just kind of like, yeah, this is because this is what it is. You know, okay, cool. Thanks for that. So, um, yeah, very interesting. Okay, Jared, let's let's go. Uh, so 26, we've got some agreement here. Uh, London 2012, just what's happening oh, is, Lisa. Is, is the is the main question uh speaking of minimal effort 25 sochi gets the job done a uh, good marketing scheme i suppose but uh boring uh 24 rio oh wow um i just don't like it and what, i don't know like you know what? It's it's not terrible. I think what bugs me more than the actual logo is the fact that they gave this out as like the like here's your gift to the medalists. So yeah. maybe that's like tarnishing my opinion a bit, but I don't know. It's just weird. The the font is good. I'll give them that, but but everything else, no. Uh 23, Salt Lake. Oh what? It's just this bad like I didn't stop reacting. logo. <laughs> 22 is the upcoming Paris 2024. And this logo is purely ruined by like the, what I'm assume is meant to be like the cauldron or like the top of the torch that just looks like lips on the flame. And I can't get past that. And I hate it for that. <laughs> like, if you're going to do that, at least give it some eyes and some more like facial features. Well, Don't just, just I, like lips in the middle. Can I just, I, I will interrupt and say, this will be one of these ones that maybe I will mention now what it's actually meant to be. Um, it is actually meant to be a woman. It is a representation of a Marianne, woman? a woman. The Marianne, the national personification of France with a flame formed in negative space by her hair. So it is actually meant to be uh, like a, a hair of a woman. So, you know. Doesn't doesn't help it. Doesn't do it for you. All right, okay. <laughs> and then 21, Barcelona. Oh, stop reacting, Ben. Um. <laughs> This is insane. This is like I had no clue that this was going to be this diverse. That's um, that's incredible. Colin, I'm reacting too much. Do you have any reactions to some of those? Uh, well, I mean, several of your bottom ones are going to be coming up in my next batch. Uh, there is one for sure, which I think we're definitely going to disagree on, that we're not going to get to until at least my top ten. Um, although one of the things you said in there may be opening my eyes, and if we have to rank this a day from now, it might bother me more. I just want to say one thing about Paris 2024 before I forget. Did they steal the off the podium logo? I actually mm. kind of think that um, if anything, well, shouldn't it be number one then? Exactly. I it's mean, not I'm, as good though. I'm just saying that uh, our our own logo is going to be the Olympic logo uh, in in about a year and a half or two years. So just saying, uh, you know, we should all like the the Paris one. Um, all right, 26. Um, I'll just say, Jared, you had it one spot too high. Sochi 2014, go fuck yourself, you lazy bastards. Seriously, the Russians are just like, yes, what can we do? I know, let's get typeface and make logo for website. It is the most boringest logo, not only in the Olympics, but in the history of logos. It is literally a website. That is all it is. And the font itself isn't even that great. 
So it is like that was the easiest thing I did on my list was put that last. There's no way in hell that was going anything but last. That is terrible logo. Um, second last, Pyeongchang. It's boring. It's some lines put together with a bit of different colors on it. I know it's symbolizing some Korean language writing. Good, cool, fantastic. But no, not not a fan. Not a fan of Pyeongchang. Like, the Olympics were great. The logo, not so great. Uh, one that neither of you brought up, but I'm going to go for a new one. Uh, the newest one that doesn't happen for another six years, LA28. I'm sorry, it's just boring and I don't like this diversification where like there's 10 different versions of it that have been designed by like Billie Eilish and like Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> like it's just, it's literally they've just got an L and then they've got a symbol to make an A and then 28 in a pretty basic boring font and it just, it's meant to be cool and hip. Like, not a fan. Sorry, LA28. Your other LA one that will appear on this list is is much better. Um, a sort of match. Uh, Colin, you've already put this one up, but I'm going to go with Milan Cortina for 2026 because, again, it's just what's going on there with this silver thingy. But I will say um, this was one of two finalists and it is better than the other one. Uh, this is, I think, the first ever publicly chosen logo. There were two that were put to the Italian public. And if you think this is bad, you should see the other one. That's an MS Paint logo. I implore you to look it up. It's rubbish. And this one itself is rubbish. Yeah, it's just, it's ZG um, Milano. Like, again, you're trying to be modern and stylistic. Yeah, not a fan. Um, another one that is coming up for the first time. And let's be honest, there's probably like three or four in this that all look the same. They're all winter ones. They all love their snowflakes. I mean, cool snowflakes. Yippee. Sarajevo 84, I'm sorry. Like, yeah, that's just a 1984 emoji, isn't it? Like, I don't think you had phones and emojis back then, but that's just the snowflake emoji from the 80s. Um, and literally on the Olympics website, it says, it symbolises a stylized snowflake with the Olympic rings above it. That's all it says. Um, apparently there's traditional embroidery produced by the Sarajevo region, but of all the snowflake designs, not my favourite. And then in... 21st, another snowflake design and another first on this. And it pains me to put this so low because it's one of my favourite Olympics. I was one year old when it was there and it's a Canadian Olympics too, which makes me sad. I'm sorry, Calgary 1988, but this is only a step up from Sarajevo because you've at least incorporated like the maple leaf in there and the letters C in there. And it's, it's very iconic when you think of cool runnings and Eddie the Eagle. And I know when I went to Calgary, they've still got it all in the airport. Like, hey, we hosted the 1988 Olympics. Look at all the logos. It's great. But it's just, I don't know. It's not for me. I'm sorry, Colin. To be offensive to put yours up so early. You're also muted, Boomer. Um. I, I am. I got to get over this cough. Um, yeah, I, I, I really feel like it's hard to get mad at somebody for ranking a logo. Like, uh, this is very Do different. Double get angry. As soon as your number one ends up being something that I hate, then uh, I might have a different opinion. Uh, although I will agree with you, uh, there is it, Calgary is one of the two logos on here that uh, are way too similar. And I think if, also if you look at the timeline of how quickly it followed that, you know, maybe, maybe they could have come up with something more original, but uh, kind of like with Jared's, several of those are going to be coming up very soon for me. Jared, any, any thoughts? Uh, no complaints. I'm not sure you've got the snowflakes the, the right way around, but um, <laughs> we'll get to that. 
Yeah, there's a, there's too many snowflakes. Let's just put it that way. Uh, all right, Colin, give me your 20 through to 16. All right, uh, 20, uh, you're going to be happy with this. I've got the, hey, aren't we hip? Because we have a different looking A Los Angeles 2028. <laughs> uh, originally, when I looked at this logo, I actually quite liked it. But uh, to, to me, the A is what throws it off. And it's because it just seems like it's the wrong hip looking A to put on there, like let like use something different. Cause to me, it almost looks like the, what maybe is even going for this, like the Oakland athletics logo. Yeah. The well, there's different logo. versions. Have you seen there's like about 10 different versions of the A. So uh, that's where it's a bit no, I'm, difficult. I'm going off, I guess, whatever the official one is that yeah. they're using for Wikipedia here. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it, it's not pretty. Uh, my number 19, uh, I, I knew I was going to be the highest uh, ranked for this, but I've got Sochi uh, 2014 oh. And really it just comes down to, you know, sometimes you rank things differently. And for me, one of the reasons is because this, if they accomplished their goal, I guess you remember the logo, it sticks out in your mind. And uh, I don't think that it's necessarily like the worst looking thing in the world. I mean, it, it could have had squiggly lines, uh, which apparently I really hate, but uh, it's something that at least I've always had in my mind. And, and I can picture the Olympics and picture the logo at the same time. Um, I've got one uh, not quite as low as Jared, but uh, getting close here. Barcelona. Um, this is like a smiley face where they forgot to put one of the eyes and they underlined it. Uh, I don't know if we needed all three colors on that either. Uh, number 17. Ben, here we go. Sarajevo, 84. It's something. I don't know what it is. It's busy. Uh, it's better than Calgary. Uh, and, uh, see, I actually should have numbered mine as I went along because I sort of wrote them all out. Better so, than Calgary? 20, you haven't put Calgary 19. up, though. Oh, oh, sorry. Meant worse than Cal- right, Calgary. Calgary okay. was better than that. I was yeah. going to say. So 19, 18, 17. 16, I'm going to be the first one to put this one up. Uh, Lillehammer, 94. Uh, again, too busy, too much going on. Uh, it has that weird, uh, how would you even look at the, like, like, 8-bit graphics <laughs> for whatever the, the logo is above the Olympic logo. Uh, something that just kind of makes it look dated and maybe if they'd done something slightly different, it would have held up a little bit better. Uh, and I believe that would be 2019, 18, That's all you 16. need to do, There we yes, go. It is. I'm going to number mine as you guys continue. Good job. Jared, any thoughts on those five? Uh, what, one new one in that one? Well, that was that was about right. I was about right. Okay, I, yeah. I, it's, it's it's intriguing to just look here at the list to see that the fact that um, how spread out this is that you know we're getting a lot of, out of the way that at least one person's brought them up. So um, yeah, obviously you put a couple that I've already put up. Uh, yeah, there's one that is not coming up for a while for me, which is surprised that it's come up a couple of times already. But uh, there you go. Um, yeah, Jared. All right, uh, you're twenty three to sixteen. Okay, at twenty we have Torino. Oh. I just oh. I don't like it at all. Um, 19, Milano Cortina. You haven't put that up yet. Oh, you just hate the Italians all of a sudden here. <laughs> uh, 18, we're going to go LA 1984. Oh, wow. Um, this is just should not be an Olympic logo. When I see it, I think airline. I think uh, Lone Star. <laughs> I think Western Butter. Lone Star. Um, Western Butter. Yum. <laughs> We are sponsored today by Western Butter. No. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, 17 LA 2028. Um, 
Yeah, similar thinking on this, like the A just like messes up. I actually think it would have looked better just using the same like typeface for just the A as with the L and the 28. And if they'd done that, honestly, it would have been boring, but it would have been way higher. And then 16, uh, Lillehama, just because when I look at it, uh, I like the color, but I just think of like a piano. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, uh, funnily enough, that's what the Norwegians were going for. They were like, yes, we like pianos, which, again, I say this every single time, and, I'm, and we're going to do this one day for some sort of episode where we're going to look at some past opening ceremonies. That opening ceremony will give you nightmares. It is terrifying, the Lillehammer one. Um, yeah. Colin, before I get your thoughts, yeah, I mean, we're getting a few off the board here. Um, and I will say there's one that you brought up that I will be talking about very soon, and I thought I was going to get ripped into for bringing it up. But, hey, cool. I'm glad, Jared, you've jumped on there before me. Colin, anything to add? Um, I'm kind of worried if Ben's going to bring up the one that I think he's going to bring up because there's one on here that, again, I'm not going to be hearing about for a while for me. It's, yeah, this is just fascinating. Uh, and, yeah, the so I'm just looking here at the ones that are off the board. So Milan's now gone. Thanks, uh, Milan, for, for coming and going. Um, I believe that LA is also now, LA 28 is off the board now as well. Uh, so that one's gone as well. But, um, yeah, so, and a few others that are gone to uh, Sochi's off the board too, which I thought, Colin, like when you said before one's going to be in your top ten, I for some reason was thinking that you were going to have uh, Sochi that high because I thought you've always oh, defended that. No. Oh, heavens no. But, but, <laughs> but, like, honestly, I feel like we're in the same boat as we were when we ranked the medals for me and uh, Torino because – I think I just, I defend that more than most people do, but uh, I certainly don't think it's a great logo, but I'm for, for, I think anybody to have that in their top 20 is uh, probably the biggest defense it's ever had. I think too, that I don't know about you guys. And particularly when it gets to my top 10 is that, yeah, there's definitely some nostalgia and personal reasons why I put logos. That's why Calgary Mm -hmm. was hard for me because you know, that one had a lot of personal connection to it that I love that one. But uh, anyway, uh, all right, let's go through my next five. So um, Moscow in 20, 1980. Um, I see the Atari logo. Yes, that's that's a good call. Uh, it's just we get a lot of lines in some of these ones, but there's just something about the way you can stylize the lines, which I kind of like. And I think the reason why that just gets in my 20 as well is I just I like the use of those lines. And I also like the use of the fact that the word Moscow is in Russian, I kind of don't mind it when they can kind of use some of their own language in there as well. Um, and reading here, it's meant to be a running track that also then uh, has something to do with the Kremlin. So um, good for them. They're very Russian, but way better than Sochi, at least. Let's put it that way. Um, at 19, uh, am I the second person to put this up? I am. It is our next Olympics, Paris 2024. Uh, I give it a couple of props just because – I like, I like black and gold together. I think black and gold as a color combination is fantastic. So I kind of like the gold usage. So that gives it up there. But it is a bit basic. It's very off the podium, those bloody uh, sheep stealing us there. But, um, you know, it's just a circle with a flame slash woman's hair in it. Good for them. Um, this is now off the board. Uh, Lillehammer, 1994. Again, uh, reminds me a lot of just watching. This is my first ever Winter Olympics that I ever really got to see. And I remember playing the Lillehammer video game. So I was always excited when you saw this logo on the car. But, like... It just 
kind of does look like some of those logos that were mentioned before. I mean, it, it looks like a computer program logo that you sort of get like a, a floppy disk from 1994 and there's your, <laughs> the logo. It's meant to represent the Aurora. The boot up screen. The boot up screen, exactly. Like, boom, IBM. Um, so there's that. Uh, Turin 2006, thought I was going to be the first to bring this up, <sighs> but thanks, Jared. Um, Again, gets a bit higher because of some nostalgia reasons and I kind of like the way it's sort of a slanted snowflake that's meant to blend into the mountains of the area but eh, it's just a bit I don't know and the, I like the font I'm definitely on board with the font um don't know how much we're when are we going to rank the fonts of the Olympics very important but um it's fine um and the first one I'm going to bring up another new one here Tokyo 2020 um yeah it's it's different it's unique it's way better than the first one that they ever did if you two remember the first one that they announced that got pinned for copyright reasons so they had to redo it that was that would have been the bottom of me down in Sochi if that had stayed but I mean I, I kind of like the checkered symbol that goes into sort of what the the star bit in the middle it's it's memorable um but I don't know it's a bit bland at the end of the day which you know at the end of the day too I also like 15 others more of it so there you go Colin uh, yeah, uh, I mean, two of those are going to make my top 10 at least. One's going to be in my top five. I'm going to start spoiling uh, spots for some of these here. Um, but, uh, I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't quite understand why two of these are ranked as low as they are. But again, it's personal choice. Um, I'm, I'm being way too nice to Ben. I'm, I'm trying to come up with something mean to say. I just yeah, want to be I mean don't, to I him. don't like this, Colin. Be mean uh, to me. Come on. Ben, just grow up. Grow up. Get, get a life. Jared. Jared's nice. What do you think, Jared? Yeah, that was okay. <laughs> <laughs> Actual review of Off the Podium. Yeah, that was okay. It wasn't bad. Didn't mind it. You know, uh, good job. All right, Colin, uh, hit me with your 15 to 11. We're going through this nice and swimmingly. Maybe we need to do individually 10 through one. We're going to be too quick, I think. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. We don't want to finish early. We don't want to let down all the people who pay good money for the show. Where is yeah. our Patreon, Ben? Now I can get angry at you. I think we do need to have a Patreon for Off the Podium because I feel it's the this, one that people care about the most. This is the show that people listen to. It's one that wins awards. Yeah. <laughs> so coming soon, the Patreon. You can get your bonus episode where we rank the fonts of the Olympics. Um, which, If you want to hear us rank the fonts, shell out $3 a month. To off the podium. Ranking the rings of the Olympic rings. Which <laughs> one do we like the best? Why does Jared prefer the yellow one and Colin likes the green one? The controversial episode you've been waiting for. Uh, all right, so... <laughs> Featuring awkward actually, silences not heard on other shows. <laughs> Sorry, if Colin. It bends yes. on them, we all, if Ben's on them, we always hear the awkward silences on other shows. Uh, I'm actually wondering, I think there, there we go. <laughs> that's, that's what he, he bought. He spent $800 on that thing. So there no longer would be awkward silences. That's exactly. the only reason he spent $800. And even then there was an awkward silence before I worked out how to press the button to go like that. Just because, you know. Patreon money going to, uh, to good tech. Exactly. Our three Patreons combined on the two shows that we have Patreons, the money is well spent. You are welcome. I I hope that sound effect is ready to go when we give our number ones because uh, <laughs> at this rate, I think that somebody, if not all of us, are going to give a number one that somebody's going to go, I don't. Dude. I can't even remotely think of what your number ones are to both of you. I really can't. I just, <laughs> I have no clue. Uh, well, in my 15 here, I actually, I think there's two that haven't been brought up yet. 
Um, maybe one, I don't know. I, I, I don't listen that closely when Ben talks to I me. Mean, that's why I'm not uh, that angry with him yet. <laughs> wow. Uh, now my number, my number 15, uh, was very low on Jared's list. Uh, but, uh, I think I'm slightly higher on him. I don't know. Maybe Ben will be the defender of this one. Uh, Rio 2016. Um, I, I wish I could work out what the logo is supposed to be. It kind of has this cool 3d like look to it. Um, I do like the font. If we're going to be ranking the fonts, I kind of like the Rio font, uh, maybe a lot of nostalgia that too. That was the first time that we, uh, did off the podium was Rio 2016. Aww, uh, but it's just, it's, it's, it's sort of an in the middle one for me. Um, my number uh, 14, I, I did number these and I'm still like, what am I at? Uh, 14, it is the flip side of Sarajevo. It is the Snowflake Calgary 88 Olympics. Uh, like you, Ben, I mean, it's Olympics that I love. Uh, anytime I go to Calgary, you still see that logo everywhere. So it's sort of ingrained in my head, but uh, I don't know, maybe it did need a little bit more color or something. You know, red uh, after we just had red for Moscow and Sarajevo uh, might have been a bit too much. Although I do like that it kind of has that maple leaf snowflake look to it. Uh, 13, this is one. I, I think I might be the first one to bring this one up. Salt Lake City, 2002. No, Jared's boarded up. I'm already, not. But, okay, yeah. there we go. Uh, to me, this is just a prettier version of the Sarajevo logo. Like, again, it's one of these things like that. I think they're all kind of going for the same type of look here but it's just a little bit too similar to a lot of the logos, which again, pains me because I think it was the Olympics. If, if I would go through all Olympics that I ever watched in my life with the exception of Vancouver, uh, this was the one where I was glued to the TV the most. So, I mean, I saw this logo nonstop, but uh, it's just sort of, okay. It's an okay one. Uh, and uh, going against my, I hate that they look dated. I actually have this one slightly higher. My number 12, Los Angeles, 84, uh, this may be the most dated looking logo aside from Seoul. Uh, but I don't know, something about it just looks, it looks fun, cheesy. It looks fun, 1984. I mean, this is the, the Lone Star. Uh, you talked about how the Lillehammer kind of looks like the, the boot screen or something. This looks like the bad logo that comes on like, Pew! Yeah. 1984 action <laughs> sports like this is so 1984 it is so american but uh i i just i love that it looks cheesy so uh i can't fault it too much uh and my number 11 i honestly thought i was gonna rank this one a lot higher uh when we kind of sat down and said we were gonna do this episode i'm like oh yeah this one will be high but then i stared at it and I'm sorry, the wobbly legs of Beijing 2008 really kind of bother me now. Um, and uh, I like the font teaser for when we actually do the fonts. But uh, why is this guy's leg so wobbly? I mean, this is the last place finisher. They're celebrating last place in Beijing. And that goes against everything you should know about Beijing. Like these legs are just, they're driving me nuts even looking at it right now. In all fairness, it is a Chinese logo. So it's the drugs. It's basically just, you know, <laughs> wobbling performance enhancing. It's gone a bit too far for Beijing. So that's that's what it is. Or they're just scared that if they don't perform, they will get sent to like a prison camp basically for a long time. So that's how it works. Um, I mean, you've mainly covered a lot that Jared's already put up, uh, one that I put up. I will say that there is one that will be in my top five that you've put up. Um, and, yeah, you've brought up Beijing for the first time. Surprising, but maybe not because that might be something I'll mention very shortly. Jared, what do you think on those five? Calgary, just not getting enough love from either of you. 
Yeah, you, you haven't brought yeah. that up yet, have you? So Jared's the new Canadian. It's, it's yeah. the snowflake logo. The. No one else should have tried it. <laughs> the snowflake logo, Calgary, nineteen eighty-eight. Uh, just quickly, uh, Jared, before I get to yours, I think you've both been confused with Rio. I just want to point out that the Rio emblem, inspired by the organizers' vision which is all Brazilians uniting to deliver the greatest festival on earth and proudly advancing our national promise of progress. It has at its essence the concepts of passion and transformation, which both reflect modern-day Brazil. The positioning is supported by four pillars, harmonious diversity, contagious energy, exuberant nature, and the Olympic spirit, all masterfully combined to give Rio a colourful identity. Now, given the lack of public support and the protests that Rio came with and the problems in the green pool and all, I love Rio. Like, that was fun games to cover. But, yeah, I don't know if that really symbolises the Brazilian people's thoughts of those Olympics. So, Where are the four pillars? Yeah, the, the green's why, the pool. Why is it three people <laughs> if it's four pillars? The green's the pool. Uh, <laughs> the yellow's gold. Uh, oh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know about you guys, but that almost persuades me to rank it five spots lower. <laughs> oh, poor Rio. Uh, Jared, all right, you're uh, next five. Okay, so 15 is... Beijing 2008, because similar to Colin, the more I look at this logo, the, the weirder, like the person looks <laughs> like men slash woman standing on one leg doing ballet move or <laughs> weird ghosts kind of like creeping people out or a minotaur. I don't know. But like the more you look at it, it's a different perspective. It's just weird. <laughs> That's exactly what they were going for. I believe they were the three elements of design minotaur and ghost. <laughs> Uh, Beijing 2008. Uh, 14 is, this, is here we've got like the second best snowflake, which is Sarajevo. Um, I appreciate the orange too, because I feel like no other logos is, is, is really going for that color. Um, 13, Albertville. Ooh. And this would be like top five if these Olympics were set in Denmark, but they're not. <laughs> so it's down here. I see it. I definitely see it. Yeah. 12, I feel like I have this too low, but whatever. 12, Beijing 2022. Okay. I like it, but I don't get it. Very anti-Beijing in this grouping. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Uh, 11, Tokyo. Not my favorite. Very Sonic. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's it. That's that group, hey? That is, that is. I, 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 I like the, I like the Sonic <laughs> reference there. Does Casper like that logo then? Colin, based on that, or it's going to be his favorite one now. It is, uh, Colin. Anything to add on that group? Um, I mean, a couple of those are going to be coming up for me very soon, uh, if they haven't come up already. In fact, I think all of them are going to be coming up very soon for me if they haven't already. I would assume so because I've only got ten left. So I'd be a bit worried if you'd be like, "Nah, not for ages." You know, minus seven. I've got uh, Albertville. Next episode. Next <laughs> ranking the secondary logos. Um. All right, 15, uh, Alberville. Yeah, um, Denmark, I'm on board with that one. It's just, I kind of like the use of the flame. The French love the flames, don't they? I mean, they're Calgary supporters, clearly, Colin. Um, I just, it's, I think the difference between Alberville and and Lillehammer is they're, they're very similar, very early 90s that they've gone for this sort of design, kind of like a box above it. But I just kind of like the the way they've got like a flame on like a musical note sheet, like, you know, the lines on a music page. And then just 
There's something about lines. Like, I just like, the, the French are just going, ha, 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 we've got this flame on the lines. Let's add a blue and a red line at the bottom of it. People will accentuate the flame. And our Danish friends will love us even more. And something weird about that font too that I really like. It's very, like, MS-DOS, that font. Um, so you've got to love the graphic designs of the early 90s, right? Um, at number 14, uh, the first Beijing for me, Beijing 2022. I actually am surprised that Colin hasn't brought this up because I, for some reason, thought Colin hated the Beijing 2022 logo. Maybe I'm thinking of the font. I don't know. He'll have his thoughts very, very soon with that one. But yeah, I like it. It's colourful. It's, uh, you know, one of the more unique logos we've had in the last few years. So that kind of works. It kind of reminds me of like a lion or something like that. And I actually really like the font, uh, the Beijing 2022 font, but uh, not quite as high. And I've got Beijing 2008 one spot ahead of it. It, Yeah, I, all the criticisms you have with it, I, I agree with it. I think I just put it a little higher because I just it's kind of an iconic logo to me that obviously heavily remember those Olympics and uh, obviously just saw it a lot. It kind of looks like it's not finished or like somebody has like – coloured it in but like an eight-year-old has who can't colour in the lines so they've just mm. gotten like some uh wobbly bits but the font i mean the font bumps it up that is an iconic font i do love the beijing 2008 font um wow you two had this at the bottom i've got this at 12th lisa simpson giving a blowjob london 2012 what, what? now we can get angry <laughs> <laughs> there's just something about it that is just it's so odd i like it like it's just it's one of these ones where if you like, if you took a bunch of these logos and gave them to the regular person on the street, you remove the words and the Olympic rings, and you've got to say, "What is that logo from?" I feel people would get this logo. They would go, oh, "I remember that. That's Lisa Simpson giving it. That's a London Olympics one." It's just unique, and it's kind of grown on me. And I kind of like the different color variations that you can have on it too. Uh, I do love the fact that eighty percent of the UK hated this logo. This logo was absolutely despised, and I th- still think it is. And it's also something unique about the fact that as soon as you see this is Lisa Simpson giving Bart Simpson a blowjob, it is just, it's ruined. But then it weirdly grows and you're like, hey, that's the Olympic logo of Lisa Simpson. I kind of want to see that. Free porn. It's a 2012 logo, so why not? Um, And just missing out on my top 10. Who was it that brought this up already? Colin brought this up. Colin, what is wrong with you? Soul, 1988. I mean, you have a real thing against the 80s, I've discovered, because this is a James Bond thing as well. You just don't like the 80s. I love the look of this logo. It's kind of just the way it sort of blends into the swirls and the colours and the font itself looks great. This was really like the first Olympics, I think, that started to use like branding on the side of like basketball courts and swimming pools and how we always get it now, like with the branding all over venues. But Seoul was, I think, the first one that really did. I think LA might have done it a bit, but Seoul is one that really did that. I don't know. I just love the the way that sort of curls and swirls and nearly made my top 10, but uh, not quite. But there's just something about it, and I like the 80s. So, Colin, anti-80s, boo. You can talk next, Colin, now that I ripped into you. London this high. Uh- <laughs> I hate the English right now, so I should be putting this lower. But come on, Lisa seems like giving a blowjob. You just hate sex, Colin. I hate the 80s and I hate sex, okay? That's my criteria. You asked what our criteria is at the beginning. I didn't want to say it then. I'll say it now. I hate the 80s and I hate sex. If if we named our episodes, that would be the name of the uh, episode right there. I hate (laughs) the 80s and I hate sex. Uh, Jared, any thoughts? 
Yeah, you're just way off with London. <laughs> can leave London alone. It's so bad. I oh. want to rank it lower, but I can't. <laughs> you could rank it 27th if you really wanted to. Leave 26 blank and just outside of it. Um, all right, what do you think? Uh, do we want to go 10 to 5 and do 5 individually or do we want to do all the, the right. next ones individually? 10 to 6 and then we'll 10 to do 6. 10 to 6, that's right. All right, okay. Colin, give us 10 to 6. All right, uh, number 10, um, I... I'm kind of surprised I'm going to be ranking this the highest of everybody here, uh, but uh, of all three of us. But um, I like Paris 2024. Oh wow! Um, and, and and here's the thing: I think that when you look at a lot of my, particularly when we get to the top five, it's the simplicity of the logos that I like, and I just like that this one's simple. Um, the the lips is what Jared mentioned earlier. I said I don't know. I might have to change it because I can't unsee that now. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a good font, and it's a nice <laughs> I do like simple font. flame. Nice font. Uh, but yes, one hundred percent off the podium logo better than Paris twenty twenty four. Nine, I've got Albertville ninety two, and this is one of those ones where I'm like, oh, it's weird. I don't understand it, but I kind of like it. Uh, I think what I like about it is that uh, to me, this belongs in the Summer Olympics. This is a sailing logo. This <laughs> this should be. Promoting Danish. sailing, Danish sailing in uh, Barcelona, not Albertville. But uh, it, it, it's it's like the closest thing we have to a cartoon logo on here. Uh, and I've got no defense for why I've ranked in my top 10. I just did. It's 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 not terrible. <laughs> the Ben Waterworth excuse. I don't know why. I have no I defense. I just have it there. Uh, and my number eight, I would have uh, originally ranked this much lower, but then when I started having to compare the two Beijing logos back to back, I'm like, wow, 2022, big step up from 2008. Uh, it's got a lot of colors. It's got an okay font, um, but uh, it's better than 2008. So you're and, not anti-font. Um, was it, Why am I making this up? I thought we, it was an episode where I mentioned I like the font, and you're like, oh, I don't like the font. Was that you, or was I just drunk that day? It, it might have been me. I mean, the, the font's not – I, I think cable. The, the, 2008, the 2008 font, I think, is better, but I think the logo is better for this. And I think uh, – I'm going to own this right now. I think recency bias definitely plays a lot in uh, my top ten rankings here, just the fact that, like I said, if I can – mention the Olympics and then immediately think of the logo. It helps. And maybe the fact that these are recent Olympics that definitely has bumped them up a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm going to be the first one to bring this up, but I mean, maybe I'm not going to be the one to rank it lowest still. Uh, Nagano 1998. Uh, when we started uh, planning for this episode, I immediately thought, well, Nagano is going to be my top five. Uh, but again, the busyness of the logo, little big, uh, I don't know. You could tell me what the meaning is. Is it supposed to be a flower? I don't know. It's a it it's a flower mixed with a snowflake mixed with symbols of athletes performing sport. So if you look at right. each so of the if you look at each of the little petals, they're actually a symbol of like a different sport in the Olympics. And see, I, I now that actually validates my point of it being way too busy because this logo is three separate things. And now that you said that, I could see all three separate things, and it still kind of bothered me. But but it's it's a great logo to look at. And again, there's a lot of nostalgia for uh, me. I remember being glued to the TV during these games. It was the first one I was able to watch myself. I had my own TV. Uh, I didn't have to sit there hogging the family TV for it. But uh, I mean, it, it looks very nice. But I don't know. I. Something about it just made me bump it down a little bit, and I think it is the busyness of the logo. Uh, and my number six, um, I'm pretty sure at this point I'm guaranteed to be the one ranking this highest, or maybe not. I don't know if Jared's brought up Tokyo yet. Jared, did you bring up Tokyo? Yeah, the Sonic logo. 
Oh, the Sonic logo. Yes, there you go. Uh, yeah, I, I I like the Sonic logo. Um, I, what I particularly like about this is that it, it 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 definitely streams Japanese, and it still has that Olympic look. It kind of looks like a wreath, and uh, um, recency bias. I'll again completely own that. That uh, recency bias probably plays a little bit of part in this, but uh, it's a nice looking logo. That's um, that's a good looking logo. It's a nice looking logo. I'd tap that logo. I'd um. I would. I would if I liked sex. <laughs> Surprise, not in the eighties. Jared, uh, any thoughts on those? Mm, no, that was okay. <laughs> That's our expert comment from Jared Lubick. Um, Jared's literally just reading our <laughs> reviews page right now. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, it's fine. I'm um, okay with that. It's okay. I, I'm actually very surprised about Beijing. I don't know why. I thought you just were very anti-Beijing 2022, but um, you're surprised about Paris being so high, but good for you. Good for you. Recent, recency bias, Paris and Beijing. Yeah, exactly. Also, Brisbane 2032. We didn't quite rank that one, given that it's just literally a white piece of paper that says Brisbane 2032 <laughs> host city. Um, so, but maybe we, again, we should design our own. Uh, I just think it's going to be a, a picture of like Kieran Perkins or something like that. Stephen Bradbury, uh, Jared, uh, your next five. Uh, so 10, I regret looking at now, but I'm, um, you know, at the time it was 10th, uh, Vancouver. Ooh. Um, Ooh. It's a lovable logo. Uh, but I feel like the Olympic rings, you know, they should have been the right colors and then it would have got bumped up. <laughs> Uh, number nine, which is so like nostalgia because of the video game is Athens 2004. Um, love the color scheme, love the simplicity. Number eight, which is so much higher than you guys, Moscow, 1980. Oh, we haven't put that up yet. It just, this like screams Soviet Union, Moscow, like it, like it just, it works so well. When I see this and they're like, which country do you like, you can tell. Um, and I like that it's the one color. I mean, again, the rings should have been the right colors, but whatever. Um, <laughs> very anti rings being different colors, aren't you? I'm anti eighties and sex. He's anti wrong color rings. Yeah, no, make the, make the colors, the right rings, the rings, the right colors, Ben speak English. Yes. Uh, seven Atlanta. Okay. It's nice, but like, it's just, just as typical, like, uh, let's have a Olympics in the U S what would we put on the logo? Oh, stars. Um, <laughs> Anti-stars, Jared Lubick <laughs> And then six, Pyeongchang what? Because you know what? what? Get- <laughs> I forgot you haven't put That's, that up that may, be a, oh. that may be a hotter take than Ben with London Wow They got the colours of the rings right The font, straightforward, simple <laughs> The colours in the actual logo Are the same colours as the rings Like they've doubled up on that So good work Um and I just like it. It's like a Roman numeral two and then star key on like a mobile phone. It's just <laughs> the best. That's the MS Paint logo even more so, I think, than uh, Alberville. Wow. Uh, I forgot you hadn't put that up yet. Jeez. Jeez. Um, I'm, I'm in shock. A couple there that come up that uh, I thought we were all going to be in the top five, but no. Uh, Colin, uh, any hot takes on Jared's opinions there? Yeah, Pyeongchang. Wow. Wow. Um... <laughs> The, the, the stick figure star man um but i guess the ring colors are an important factor you have to consider uh i, I take it back though it is not more of a hot take than ben with london not even in his bottom 10 well there's actually one that i'm seeing here that jared hasn't put up yet which uh i'm gonna be happy that makes the top five but there's there's only one that we haven't brought up there's only one Just work that out in your head all right uh 
Number 10, uh, Colin, you put this quite low, did you not? You did. You had this at 23. Lake Placid, 1980. Again, Colin hates the 80s. Um, I mean, this, this is the one that looks like a poster steal, but there's just there's something about it I love. I love kind of the, the shape of the, the lines and the way it kind of forms a mountain and then kind of the way it's got the curvature into the Olympic rings. I love, like, the traditional nature, how it's got, like, XII, Olympic Winter Games, Lake Placid, 1980. Uh, iconic, of course, for the Miracle on Ice. Like, there's just something about this that I just really love. And this is obviously the issue we would have had had we ranked logos prior to 1980 because, again, they're very posterish. But I don't know. I just I love the use of the lines. Of all our liney ones, this is maybe the best uses of it. And very 80s. Again, Colin, anti-80s. Doesn't like the 80s. So, um, you know, Colin, racist against the 80s. Um, number nine, have I got this the highest? I do have this the highest. Los Angeles, 1984. Again, another use of the lines. It's... Again, the 80s, such an 80s. Ben loves lines. I do. I love snorting lines. Um, But, like, you want to talk about iconic. This is maybe the most iconic logo on this list because, I mean, of course, 84 Olympics, Los Angeles, we all know how important that was to rebirthing the modern Olympics and just everything around it. But there's just something nostalgic, too, about the fact that, yeah, this is very 80s. I do see it. Like, this is a LA, pew, 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 star, star, sports casting 1984 cbs like but i like that i just i love that feel of it it just reminds me of like one of those pastely suits that they had in the 80s for like the team wear like just red white and blue with this like cheesy logo on it with usa and like big bold white letters on the back of it like i don't know i like it it's a few years before i was born but i still it, it comes across well both of you have this way too low. What the hell are you two smoking? Rio is amazing logo. You like, got Rio this high? Yes, I do. So I, bad. <laughs> I love the continuous like nature of these people like holding hands. The font is amazing. I love the Rio font. It's colourful. It's bright. It's vibrant. It's the best. It's the it's the most the newest one I've got in the top ten. It is. Um, I just love it, and I just love the way it all works together and just looks really good. And I'm glad this is like the most standout one from, say, the last, like, six years, since we've existed, basically. Um, I thought I was going to be the first to bring this up. Surprised that you brought it up, Jared, but uh, I'm glad that somebody brought it up. Athens, 2004. I think if we're doing a, an average of, of medals versus logos, I mean, I know Athens came out on top for that, but, um, I mean, iconic. I'm with you, Jared. The video game, just the wreath, the blue. I love that shade of blue they use. The the font again. We really need to do the fonts, I think. Um and I think there was a version of this where it was in traditional Greek as well. Um, and just even kind of why it's sort of like the different shades of blue that blend into the white. Like it's it's simple, but it's it's Greek, it's traditional. I like it. And this is one that's similar to Beijing where it's a bit out of the lines, but it works this way, a little bit more than, than the Beijing one a few years later. The 2000s, the era of the logos where people couldn't colour in properly apparently. Um, and at number six, I was so sad I couldn't get this into my top five because I love this logo. But it just couldn't make it. Atlanta 1996. There's just something about Atlanta. The medals I've always loved. The the insignia. Just it's it's the first Summer Olympics that I really remember watching. I mean, I remember watching some of Barcelona, but like this was the one that really got me hooked into the Olympics. And so I'm very nostalgic about it. I love that green, that dark green with the gold really works. I love the use of the word 100. And I just I like the stars kind of blending into the flame. I think it just it works really, really well. And the font again, Atlanta 96, love the font. So always nostalgia, nostalgic for Atlanta, and I'm sad that didn't quite make my top five. Uh, Colin's drinking. Jared, any hot takes there? 
I think that was a solid pick. You know, like the more people talk about Atlanta, like the better it is. Yeah. Um, because like the fact that like the hundred is like making up like the like pillar of like this like cauldron as well is just so good. Yeah. Oh, so nostalgic for Atlanta. Colin. Um even you trying to defend Lake Placid just makes me dislike it more. Uh to me, it doesn't look like a mountain. It looks like a wave of water, which means it belongs in a different Olympics. Melted it's, snow? Uh, melted mountain? <laughs> everything's melting here in the Winter Olympics. Um, it happens? No, I'm, I'm surprised. I, I didn't realize you hadn't put that up yet. Uh, I'm glad that you've got some defenses for Los Angeles. To, to me, Los Angeles is like, it's the weirdest thing because of all the logos on here, it's the only one to me that doesn't look like it belongs in the Olympics. Maybe because it feels so distinctly American and so distinctly 80s. But uh, there's something just that I love about it. So, uh, you know, good choice on that one. Even jokes aside about the fonts, like I think one we can do in the in the future would be a posters one. Because the posters, like, the, the, on the official Olympics website, they've got, like, a, a different section for posters, the official post. I actually used to have a book which had, like, all that. It's really cool. But um, the Lake Placid one essentially just is the poster. But the Lake Placid one, the chevrons on, chevrons on the right represent the mountains around the Olympic region, not the melted mountains. These join the vertical lines of the modified iconic column on the left, which recalls the predecessors of the modern Olympics. The serration on the top of the column turns into the Olympic rings, making them look as if they are emerging from the top. The serration symbolizes a double Olympic cauldron to commemorate the games already held in Lake Placid in 1932. Smart! Like, that's just smart. You've got all these elements to it that if you read into it more, I like it. Uh, all right, so we'll do individually now, five through down to one. And again, there's only one that hasn't been brought up, which you realistically would think would be our number one average, but you never know. We could all have it at number five, so it might not work that way. Colin, hit me with your number five. Maybe this will be the first time this gets mentioned if it is the one that we're all talking about, well, that I'm talking about. It's 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 the one that hasn't been brought up yet. It's Sydney 2000. Uh, you, you know, this one may have just missed out on my top five, but I think well, looking at the hideousness of the... No, I said <laughs> this one would have... Oh, right, okay. Sorry, just sorry. missed out on my top apologies, five. Apologies, apologies. Except, except for looking at the hideousness of floppy-legged 2008 man, because I think this is this is maybe the best of the stick figure men uh, in Olympics. And all what women? works so well about this, or women, or, well, yeah, I don't know. I'm looking at one of those, and that's not a leg. That's a dong. Uh, so, yeah, this is stick figure man. <laughs> well, uh, again, or a woman. It's 2022. <laughs> women can have dongs now too, Colin. Careful. They, they can. Uh, Caitlyn yes. Jenner won an Olympic medal in the 80s, and, I mean, you know, I'm not touching that, but, like, I'm just saying. You're not touching it, yes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you know, this one, there's something. One of the things that I like with, uh, I guess, most of my top uh, five here is, again, it's just simplicity. And this is very similar to the way I ranked the medals was just simplicity. And with this, it's just when you have the font and the logo that blend together seamlessly and it feels like it's all one design, I think that's one of the things I really like. Um, so I'm I'm probably going to be the one putting this up the, the lowest on the list, but at least one logo has made the top five for everybody here. Well, I think, Jared, I'll get your thoughts. But, I mean, I think the one thing I'll say about Sydney and, and Jared, I'm sure you're probably the same, is that we all remember when this was released, it was a big deal and kind of the story behind it. Uh, obviously, it's a mixture of boomerangs forming this person. Uh, and then ultimately, you've got sort of the blue on top, which is Sydney Opera House, of course, uh, trailing into smoke from uh, the Olympic cauldron. So uh, very prominent. And I will say the font also was a big deal back then. So, Jared, do you remember, like, you, you're from Sydney, so I, I don't know if you obviously probably would remember this a little bit more. 
Mm, this is huge. And the fact that they got it so right. Like I talk about it more when I can bring up my rankings, but just everything about this is just like spot on. Yeah. No, I, I would say that. Uh, all right. Jared, your number five. My number five is Nagano. Um, I like the colors. I like the flowers. I like that they're also like athletes. They got the rings, the right colors, which is important. Uh, the, the font is good. I, I liked the two lines here for the font. Um, yeah, it just it's a it's a good looking logo. Uh, I haven't brought it up yet, so I'll be talking about it soon. Um, but I'm glad it made somebody else's top five. I've, again, I for some reason thought this would be a lower one for both of you because I think you both didn't like the medals from memory, and I liked the medal for Nagano. But um, yeah, Colin, you obviously brought that up only a couple of spots ago, didn't you? Yeah, although I'll agree, it still is a good looking logo. It's a good looking logo. That's what it is. All right. Uh, Number five, I'm probably going to annoy one person on this list, the only one who hasn't brought this up, uh, Vancouver 2010. Iconic. I mean, you know, just an absolutely iconic logo. Uh, I love sort of the use of kind of the Indigenous figure. And when I lived in BC, I mean, you saw this all the time. This was this is everywhere there. And the font is simple. Uh, it works with it. I like the colours of it. I'm not exactly like Jared where, oh, the Olympic rings are the wrong colours. That's fine. And it's just I kind of like the usage of this where sort of the the branding of Vancouver was very green. It was sort of that green and blue and white, which kind of works. But I, I think the different versions of this logo, when you just sort of have a plain color one, it, it works. Um, I just, I love it. And the symbolism too. I just, I love it. Uh, just how it kind of goes in with the indigenous culture, as I said. So obviously for one of us, it's uh, entrenched a lot further in the top five and I, I'm sure the same with Jared and I with Sydney. We're going a little bit higher than Colin. Colin's obviously going to have Vancouver a little bit higher. I, I will be honest and say that Sydney will rank as high as it does on me, and it's it's a personal connection being Australian, but I've obviously got a lot of personal ties to Canada as well, and I think Vancouver's is high as well because of my love of Canada as well. Sorry, Calgary, that you were so low. But uh, anyway, Colin, you obviously haven't put it up yet, but uh, I'm sure it will be soon. Yeah, you know, I almost wanted to start this episode off by saying you know, that there's going to be personal reasons that some of our rankings are what they are. So take it for what you will. But uh, when I, I feel like somebody else brings it up as high as they do, it sort of validates that it's a good logo. So for Ben, putting this in his top five means that my opinion is not, you know, completely biased. And same for me, putting up Sydney in the top five means that uh, you know, Ben and Jared's opinion is not completely biased. Jared, you had it at 10. So let's just right now if they had the olympic rings in the right colors would this be higher than ah. for you yeah this this gets like six five ish if if oh. the um rings are in the right color there you go vocog or whatever you're called you, you had one job and you pissed jared off you know 12 years later that's like get in 2030 you get the olympics but you're listening to this episode get it right for 2030 um all right number four colin Number four, um, I'll, I'll kind of agree with Jared here that I think that the video game uh, has a lot to do with just uh, seeing this logo all the time, loving it. But uh, Athens 2004, uh, this is, I think, along with the medals, going to be uh, a double top five for me. But uh, simplicity, although this this with the, the background is a, is a little bit more going on than some of the other more simple logos, but it, it just it's, it's exactly what you expect if you're going back to Athens for the Olympics in 2004, I mean, this, it's a more modern looking logo while still being, you know, very nostalgic for the Olympics or the original Olympics and everything. Um, and uh, yes, great video game, maybe arguably the best Olympic video game of all time. Ooh, actually, you give me an idea, Colin, we need to do a rankings yeah. of the video games because 
I mean, it's a great video game. I'm with you, but I don't know if it would be my favourite. But, uh, yeah, Jared, you had it the lowest, but we've all had it kind of around about the same spot there. Athens, again, polling very well. Indeed. Yes. All right. <laughs> I don't know why that deserved a rim shot, but <laughs> more so that. Um, again, Patreon coming soon. That high-quality content here and Off the Podium that you love, award-winning high-quality content. Um, Jared, you're number four. My number four is Sydney. Um, it's great. And it just works. Like the fact that like, there's these individual elements, of, like the boomerang and the opera house, and then like a man's head and other boomerangs in the middle. But then when you like put them together, it's like, it's somebody like holding like an Olympic torch. It just, it works. The font is good. The rings are the right color. I also love too, that when I see it, it reminds me of, even though like it's a lame mascot, but it reminds me of, uh, Ollie, the kookaburra. Oh. So it has like that link as well. Like it, like it looks like a, like a profile picture of like Ollie. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's just really cool. Ollie's profile picture on his <laughs> Tinder page. I- I'm saying this now, and I was going to say this at the end of the episode, but I'm calling it now. Our next episode that we all come together with after the world cup is ranking the mascots. It's happening. That is definitely the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm talking about Sydney soon. Uh, obviously I agree with everything that's been said already, but I mean, just, Again, for Australians, it's very iconic and just nostalgic as well. Colin, anything to add? You just ranked it. but I just ranked it. You Nothing just ranked add. it. Um, so uh, just before I get to my number four, I've just noticed we've all got logos in our top that at least one of us brought up very low. And I feel we're all going to have like that controversial one. I've actually got two. What's the strange thing I've been there? <laughs> of course you have two. My first one, I am like, I am baffled that this went down so low for one of you it was in your bottom five and the other one it was in your second bottom five um you want to talk iconic barcelona 1992 um just the use of the the curvature lines to create this man slash woman this person kind of mixed with the logo uh, the the font and then the rings it's it's simple but beautiful i love kind of the the shading like the shadow underneath it like i just i love the way it works and to me, when I think of just my love of the Olympics and obviously as I said Atlanta was a real one. I first watched Lillehammer, but like this was, I think, the very first Olympics I ever remember watching. And I just this is when I discovered the Olympics. There was a video game around then too, just a shitty Sega Master System one that was so good. But I mean, I, I, I think of that iconic image of the the archer throwing the, the flame into the cauldron, the, the song that had Freddie Mercury and that other woman, like just so much branding around Barcelona. This to me is when that real branding era of the Olympics changed. And there's just something beautiful about this logo. I just don't know what it is. And there's one that is coming up very soon, which both of you ranked very lowly too, which uh, it's a similar thing. There's just something that's so simple and beautiful and the colours, red, blue and yellow, I love it. It works well. Barcelona, I'm a fan, number four. Colin, yell at me. Like, it didn't make my burn it list, but uh, it, when you said there were two you hadn't brought up, I, this this is just sort of like, a, okay, it's their logo. Like, <laughs> um, I, I, I can really tell, though, when Ben is reading those, what is the meaning behind things verbatim on this? Because Ben, Ben has never analyzed three lines brush strokes of paint uh, as deeply as he has the Barcelona I, I didn't logo. I will say I wasn't actually reading it that one uh, I can tell you the meaning of it Josep Maria Trias depicted a dynamic human figure in a stance that suggested someone jumping an obstacle and the simple gestural lines reduced the characterization of the figure to the head the blue of the Mediterranean the yellow the sun and white open of hospitality and legs a vivid red so there you go 
Uh, also, well, now th- I see it. One thing that I maybe uh, I'm not too sure about this early '90s use of the apostrophe that we had to have like apostrophe '92 because they shortened '92. Uh, Alberville yeah. were like, "Ah, oh, we're French. It's just '92." Whereas like Barcelona and Lillehammer are like, "No, we've got to be grammatically correct on our logo." Um, well, <laughs> Cal- Calgary and Sarajevo did the same apostrophe. Oh, they did too. Just You're right. Us, okay. Yeah. Well, it was, I blame the Serbians. Clearly, uh, it was them who did it. Bloody Sapporo did it all the way back in '72. Ah, Sapporo, Japan. Uh, Jared, anything to add on? But you, you had that very low. Yeah, this to me, it's just it feels too like single sport. Like if this was a gymnastics logo, fine. Um, but when I see it, that's what I think of. And I don't think of anything else. Like it's like a one sport thing, which I don't particularly like. Like sailing with Albert Bell. Mm. <laughs> it was the nineties. Just they only cared about one sport. So <laughs> looking now at each of our top three, we all will have top threes that are very different because each of our top threes have been brought up by two other people. So there's your, there's your, I don't think we had that with our, medals one did we did we have any three the similar no we didn't there either so we're we're just different beasts i thought yeah i thought that there were one or maybe even two that made all of our top threes uh so our medals our top three jared had oh no you're right remind us jared uh so jared and i had sochi at number one so you're right um your number one was athens jared's number two was athens my number two was vancouver and my number three was Atlanta. Colin, your number three was Tokyo. And Jared, your number three was Beijing 2008. So, okay. Besides Sochi, which you had at number 12? Come on, yeah. Colin. Jeez. Such a good medal. That is an amazing medal. Um, all right. So, top three, drum roll. I'm, I don't have a drum roll sound effect, sadly. I need to put one on there. I've got a chimes. That'll do. Uh, I'm into our top three. All right. Uh, number three, Chime. Colin. Chiming in with my number three. Uh, it's going to be the highest for me, uh, Vancouver, uh, Ooh, 2010. So that was your number uh, one. Interesting. No, I, I, there's two logos, which I love even more than this. And, uh, you know, honestly, the thing is with Vancouver is so much of that is I saw this logo nonstop long before the Olympics even started. And, uh, I've still got a lot of the merchandise and everything. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's the logo that I've definitely seen the most. And I love the fact that they're using like this Inuit structure and everything and that, you know, instead of just depicting somebody in sports or something to do with winter, it, it is something specifically local. Uh, that's one of the things that I always loved about this logo. Um, but uh, there are two that uh, definitely make it higher than this. Just realize Jared's top three is going to be so unique. Um, Jared, anything to add on, on Vancouver? I mean, again, we all just brought it up pretty recently. Again, the colors of the rings, though, Jared, it's, it's costing it. Yeah, it's a good it's a good logo though. It's it's lovable. Like I said, I just think about it. It's nice. I do like the merchandise. I want to give him a hug. <laughs> it's just a Vancouver thing. You just give everyone a hug. There, I I will say that like the merchandise is a good thing because uh, at least uh, one of mine is very merchandise heavy. But um, it's I've always said this about Canada that I love all three of your Olympic cities still embrace the fact that you had the Olympics. Obviously, I've been to Vancouver a lot, living just over the the ocean river, whatever you call that little inlet between Vancouver Island and Vancouver. So there's still plenty of stuff there. Calgary and even Montreal, uh, you go out to the Olympic area and you do feel like you're stepping back into 1976. It's it's amazing. So I've always loved that about Canada. You always embrace your uh, Olympic cities still to this is day. There, is there a lot of apostrophes in Montreal? Uh, they're French. Uh, there's a lot of things going on there that, uh, you know, uh, isn't the word apostrophe French? I, I don't know. Or is it Greek? I have... Uh, I don't know my language. I barely speak English, so. L'apostrophe. L'apostrophe. Ha, ha, ha. Look at my French. Um, 
All right, I'm so intrigued about Jared's top three. This is insane. Colin's got a blowing O-ring when he realizes the three that are in his top three. Mm. <laughs> Colin hates the eighties. He does. Uh, and sex. Number three, Calgary. The best, the best snowflake logo of them all. Um, it's also the maple leaf. It just makes sense. The rings are the right color. I like the font. The apostrophe is fine in my book. Um, <laughs> and it's like the logo itself is simple, but I feel like there's enough like intricate detail within the snowflake that like it makes up for it, that it just works. Jared, okay. It's, I, I mean, I never thought anybody would have that in the top 10, let alone top three, but um, sure. I can't wait to your thoughts on the Calgary Olympic mascots. They're very unique. Um, Colin, I mean, he's got one um, Canadian thing in the top three. It's not Vancouver, yeah. it's Calgary. I mean, it's, it's he's probably the only person ever to rank the number one Canadian is Calgary. But again, I don't have an issue with the Calgary logo. I like it. Uh, you know, it ranked in, at least in my top 15. Uh, to, to me, the only detractor for Calgary is simply that maybe it should have had more color or that it was too similar to other Olympic mo- logos. I think it was uh, the fact that it doesn't, stand out amongst the other Olympic logos as being more unique is one of the only reasons it didn't make my top 10. Well, I will say that I have a snowflake in my top three. I have Salt Lake 2002 in my top three. I love the Salt Lake logo because it is a snowflake, but it's a unique snowflake with different colours and sort of the way it does. This is a logo that I used to draw all the time. I love this. The font is bold and simple. And this was, I think, Colin, you mentioned about how you were just obsessed with these Olympics and watched them. And this was my absolute first winter Olympics that I just watched from start to finish. Cause I think that was the first one in Australia. We really could, but um, I mean, yeah, there's definitely a lot of uh, iconic nature to me and the nostalgia. Uh, if we ever did the video game episode, I would fight for Salt Lake 2002 being up there as maybe the best mm. Olympic video game. Cause that was a great video game as well. But I don't know. I just, I love the way that snowflake kind of just works in with those colors and the, the way it's sort of just a different looking snowflake. So uh, I'm, I'm, I was, Pleasantly shocked that both of you had it as low as you did, but uh, each to their own. Only one of us. Pleasant. You were pleased that you were shocked. (laughs) I'm pleased with a lot of things in my life, Colin. I don't have much. So when I do, like, I mean, you know, again, on this episode, you've got a wife that lasted more than 80 days, family, a house. Jared's got a house, a a job. He's a family where he can dog sit. I'm sitting in my father's house right now by myself. Um, So. That's the um. The well, you got you got the house to yourself though. No, I don't. He's in bed. It's a win. So um. No. <laughs> hasn't told me off He's yet. Banging on the door. Keep it down, Ben. Let's keep it down, Ben. Uh, anyway, Salt Lake. Uh, uh, Jared, any thoughts? You you like your snowflakes in the top three at least? Yeah, I just this it, it really reminds me of of like Microsoft Office so much. <laughs> it's a paper the color scheme and like the <laughs> the the way like the logo looks. I don't know, and I think that to me ruins it because it makes me think of like work and annoying stuff. So I just can't. <laughs> I'm just the paperclip. It looks like you're designing an Olympic logo. Would you like some help with this? <laughs> Remember Clippy? When's Clippy gonna be the Olympic logo? Los Angeles, 2028. It's American Olympic Microsoft. Mascot. California mascot Clippy. Come on. I love Clippy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was kind of worried when you said, Oh, we've all got something in our top three that's hasn't been brought up for a while. Um, but I, I'm glad that it is Calgary and this so far. Um has Ben brought up Soul yet? Um, I don't know, but uh Don't look at me for oh, not uh, bringing up Soul. <laughs> 
Oh, no. I love soul. So we get some soul music into you. Burger got soul. Great burger joint in Hobart. But um, uh, you know. no, uh, I, I think you're yeah, going to be not happy with Jared's top two. I'm just saying it right now. I, I'll say at least for um, for Salt Lake City. Again, it, it's the same thing as Calgary. It just it looked too similar to other ones for me, and I really wanted to just go with the distinct things. This is this is its own Olympic logo, and nobody had copied it before. Nobody will copy it again. Well, speaking of not copying it again, I'm looking at all our top twos, and th- th- okay, I'm saying this right now. Mainly, Colin's got one in his top two where I'm like, what? Jared, I'm a bit more of a defender of yours because I had them higher than Colin. But and mine are just smart. I'm the I'm the sensible one on this episode. Let's say that. Uh, Colin, please please bring up your next one as number two because I'm going to be. If this is your there's one in here. I, this is your number one. I might quit this show. I this is you know we we talked about um, on a couple of different episodes on other podcasts those opinions where people dislike it and you're like I don't get it at all and that's the way I feel about my number two. My number two is Torino. Colin alone. <laughs> I don't get your issues with this at all. I love this logo. And uh, I'll say even over my number one, this is one of those ones when I think about Olympic logos, like this immediately springs to mind, which is weird because, because of my, you know, working situation at the time, this was one of the Olympics I was able to watch the least, or I guess I, I struggled the most to watch it. It was a lot of like 4am, you know, viewing uh, sessions and everything. But uh I love, I've always loved this logo. I mean, it, it looks like winter. It, it looks modern. Uh, typically, I like the simpler things, and I feel like this is maybe a contradiction, but uh, it's, it's fantastic. It, it has that three-dimensional feel to it, and I don't get either of your hate with this at all. Uh, Jared, I do. Um, <laughs> so do you want to take this? or <laughs> If they cut this logo in half, the, the font is fine. The rings are fine. That, whatever the, the top is, is such a monstrosity. And this is similar to Salt Lake in that, like, it reminds me of work because I just look and I see that bottom, like, circle and the semicircle. And I see a person and I think of, like, Microsoft Teams. I think of, like, I don't know, ask the audience and who wants to be a millionaire. Like, it's just. Yeah, I see it. <laughs> anonymous, like, anonymous. I didn't upload a profile picture. So I just get this, this blank little man sitting here. Um, oh, I can't I unsee that it. now. I can't unsee that. That is like ask the audience. That's I, perfect. I can't unsee it either, but it, <laughs> I, I kind of like it more now. That was Colin's favorite lifeline on Who Wants to Be. He fucking loved Ask the Audience. Now, now, not only does it scream winter, not only does it scream modern, it also screams 2006. It's kind of like Channel 9, where the where's mm-hmm. still the one, which Colin wouldn't get. But um, it's also honeycomb. Like, does that just make you want honey? So, okay, let's let's... The 2006 Olympic Winter Emblem portrays the unmistakable, the unmistakable silhouette the audience. <laughs> of the mole Antonellinia. That's exactly what I thought it was, my Italian knowledge. It is transformed into a mountain among crystals of ice where the white snow meets the blue sky and the audience at the Italian who wants to be a millionaire. Hey, it's Italian who wants to be a millionaire. Uh, the crystals come together to form a web, the web of new technologies and the eternal Olympic spirit of communion among peoples in the audience of who wants to be a Millionaire. What was your favourite lifeline of who wants to be a millionaire? I personally was a bit of a uh, phone a friend fan because you always got some 100%. unique. Content. Yeah, yeah. Fifty yeah. fifty. Yeah, you, waste. You, the phone a friend. You, you know, you get the humour in there because sometimes they obviously phone the wrong friend. Yeah, fifty fifty was just bullshit because literally the host every single time was like, "Okay, Jared, what do you think? Oh yeah, I think it might be A and C. All right, what is we on? Boom, A and C are the only remote like bullshit rigged. 
All right, Eddie mm. rigged. Okay, just hundred percent, hundred percent. Also, like original millionaire, so much better than hot seat. Oh, way better. I'm going off on a tangent, but so much better. And also, hot seat kills me that like Eddie just gives him the answer. Oh. If you say oh, something Eddie. and he doesn't lock it in straight away, you're wrong. Yeah. So guess again. There was a guy who I think won a million and they basically said, how did you do it? It's like, because Eddie gives away the answers every single time. Bring back all, I'm with you. Because like, the, the beauty of Millionaire was the fact that you would be sitting there for an hour watching one person answer one question going, hmm, it might be B. But that was brilliant television, watching a person think for an hour, all right? And, and the sound effect when, oh. when like it's the end of the episode, you've got to wait till next time to see oh. if they get further. It wasn't self-contained. It was so good. If we ranked soundtrack of television shows who wants to be a millionaire top five mm-hmm. iconic mm-hmm. soundtrack i oh my god colin who wants to be a millionaire we talked about this recently <laughs> didn't we on an episode of something didn't we um yeah yeah whatever that was but um you know what was your favorite soundtrack theme from who wants to be a millionaire <laughs> <laughs> did canada have a version or did you just get the american version we did who was yeah, your host? We did have a version. Was it Justin Bieber? Um, I don't remember. She was she was one of like the head newscasters on CTV. Yeah, we had a woman. Oh, um, but yeah, it, it was like our, our primetime newscaster. So they basically you know got the most recognizable face to do it. We had Eddie, that was when Millionaire was like a big deal. Still, Eddie everywhere still is a host of our shortened version of it to this day. But um, yeah, exactly. I, I did watch. They did that drama recently of um, the remember in the UK they had the coughing guy that. One a million. They did like a drama. Oh it. yeah, pretty good. I, I would recommend yeah, it. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. It's really good. Uh, I I would definitely agree with it. Um, all right, Jared, piss Colin off. What's your what's your number two? Because I think no matter what your number two is, your number one will piss him off just as more. <laughs> number two, back to the eighties. Uh, Lake Placid. Such oh, so good because you know this is the best American logo because it's like the least American of them. Like here they're like okay, like it's in America, we don't need stars, we can just do like the colors of the flag, red, white, and blue, which is fine with me. I like the mountain, I like the swimming pool attached to the mountain, even though it's winter, it still works for me. The rings are the right color. I actually like that they have like a million and one lines of font, and like every word is on like a different line. It just works. Um, I like the poster format. This is this is one that you could have on your wall. I think that yeah. this just would look good on your wall or a sticker. Like put this sticker on a book or something like. I don't know. It just it look. Colin, yell at Jared. I mean, you're wrong because I'm I'm on board with the Lake Placid love. I love this logo. Like it would be on your wall because it's like ugly wallpaper from 1980. That's what it is. <laughs> Why do you hate the 80s? What's wrong with the 80s? You were born in the 80s. It's like there is some good stuff from the 80s, like Los Angeles, you know, but but the I don't city? know. This is just, oh, uh, no, no. You like the Go-Go's. No. That's the most 80s thing ever. Like, Yes, but the, but the, the, you don't have to look at lines that swirl like waves when What they're... is your favourite decade, old man, River? The 1880s? Like, I mean, come on. What, what do you like? <laughs> I mean, the, the, the 90s is pretty solid. Ah, oh, cliche, uh, the 90s. I, I'd oh. even, honestly, I... I, I love 80s music. I love 80s music. Movies. I even don't mind 80s TV for the most part, but the look of the 80s is not pleasant. Hey, I was born in the 80s too. What's wrong with the look of me? Come on. Jared, you were born in the 90s, right? Yeah. Yeah, you youngling. Uh, anyway. Um, oh, wow. Also, the, the, rings, the rings on this, them not putting them at the bottom, revolutionary. <laughs> revolutionary. <laughs> oh, I like that word. Good job. All right. Just wait till he's number one, Colin. Just wait till he's number one. Um, all right, number two. Pains me that I couldn't put this at number one. I wanted to put it at number one just because, but I, I had to put my number one at number one. At number two for me, Sydney 2000. Yeah, there's 
hometown bias to this one, but I think we're allowed to have that because, yeah, we're about to be lucky and have a second Olympics in our lifetime in, in 10 years' time. Colin, no doubt, will also have a second Olympics in his lifetime in the next eight years. If I mean, he's old, he might not make it to 2030, but who knows. But, I mean... <laughs> Just so much around this. Colin, you mentioned the merchandise. I mean, I've got so much Sydney 2000 stuff. It's ridiculous. Just the, the font, the, the colours of it, just the iconography that they get something so Australian as boomerangs and form it into a person. The Sydney Opera House. Like, I mean, it's so obvious you're going to have the Sydney Opera House in your logo somewhere, but it just, it works. Like, I if we, if we had to rank the bid logos, the Sydney 2000 bid logo is trashy and tacky and gross. I don't like it, but they they did something with this and they made it so good and it just it just works. I just love it. Yeah, it's biased because I'm Australian, but I, I good luck to Brisbane 2032 for topping this because this is incredible. It's an amazing logo. Jared, you're from Sydney. Give it some more love. You you had it high as well. It's just, it's perfect. Honestly, it's, I mean, it's not made number one, but it's so good. It is. Like I said before, it's a fact that every single element works by itself, but then they combine together to make a picture. Yeah, no, completely agree. Colin, you, I, I don't know how much you've talked too much about Remember Watching. You talked about Turin being obviously at weird time zones. I like, can't imagine for you that Sydney 2000 was a very friendly Olympics for you to be able to watch. No, but uh, I mean, this was the first Olympics that I recorded. Uh, so w- w- one of the things I would do is I would just set the timer on the VCR to record at whatever hour it started. And then I'd catch up on it throughout the day. And then I'd transfer from one cassette to another. So uh, I was able to catch a ton of stuff from Sydney. Do you still have any of those, the Sydney ones? I do. Yeah. I um, I had uh, I had started transferring my VHSs to um, uh, my computer a couple of years ago, but then my VCR died and oh. um, I need to shell out the money for a new VCR, which if people sign up for Patreon, I will do. Um, I will say, if you ever do get them on the computer, please share them with me because I sadly recorded so much of Sydney, but I taped over it all like an idiot. Um, so I've only really got things from Salt Lake onwards. I've got a, a dodgy copy of Nagano with uh, Zali Segal winning her bronze, but uh, I'm sad that I'm stupid enough and taped her because I recorded so much Sydney. I, I have all of yours. I think it's um, it might be from Salt Lake on. Yeah, uh, when, when I stay with you, you, yeah. But, I mean, look, uh, that yeah. was, what, 2016, 2018? So if you want Australian versions of anything 2016 onwards that you didn't get uh, – I'm your guy for illegal copies of the Olympics. You can sue us later. IOC. Or me. I'll, I'll charge less than them. Um, so we've all got a number one, but maybe what I think we should do is go over our top 10. Just refresh our memories from 10 down through to two. I won't make you do 26 down to two because we'll be here all, all day. But uh, give your individual 10s down to number two to refresh our listener what we're up to. So, Colin, you can go first. All right, my number 10 was uh, the Lips of Paris, 2024. My number nine, the Sailing Boat of Albertville, 92. My number eight, the Not Wobbly Leg Man from Beijing, 2022. My number seven, the Flowers slash Snowflake slash Men and Women competing in Nagano, uh, 98. I put 88, but it's 98. Nagano, 88 was a very different logo. The apostrophe. Yes, apostrophe. My number six, Sonic in Tokyo, 2020. Uh, five, Sydney, and all the things that Ben said it symbolized that I didn't catch. Uh, four, the great video game logo of the Athens video game. Number three, Vancouver. Uh, and number two, yes, that's right, Torino. Jared, you're 10 down to two. Number 10, Vancouver. 
Number nine, Athens. Eight, the iconic Moscow logo. Uh, seven, Atlanta. Six, Pyeongchang. Five, Nagano. Four, Sydney. And then into the 80s, three, Calgary. And then two, Lake Placid. I just want to say one thing. Uh, Moscow, uh, great song from the 80s. It also helps symbolize uh, the 84 Olympics. Uh, the Milan Olympics have released the official song already four years out. Not that great. Um, I think Italian half the Italian Eurovision entries are better. And I will say, next year, I've already put together new introductions to get us excited for Paris and Italy, uh, Milan, so like some uh, French and Italian-style music. Did not use the official theme. I used um, a very interesting Italian song for our song for that. I won't even tell you what, because you don't even know what it is, both of you. But anyway, um, ranking the no songs. Moustache by Twin Twin? No, I, did, I was thinking that for Paris. But uh, not quite. I think the last time we used a song for Tokyo, I still don't know if turning Japanese was technically racist for our Tokyo coverage. So um, might might not use that one for this episode. Maybe we'll go for our uh, Beijing winter one still for this one. Uh, number 10, Lake Placid, 1980. Jared and I are smart to be in the top 10. Uh, also in the 80s, Los Angeles, 84. Put it on a sports cast from 1984. Number eight, you two are both idiots. Rio, 2016, great logo. Number seven, maybe the top three video game of all time, Athens, 2004. Number six, Atlanta, 96, iconic, love it. Number five, Vancouver, who cares about the ring colour? Still a top five one for you, for, for me and not for Jared. Number four, great logo, shut up both of you, Barcelona, 1992. Number three, great logo, shut up both of you, Salt Lake City. You just have things against Olympic years ending with two, both of you, racist. Uh, and number two, number two in the title again, Sydney, 2000. Uh, there you go. Uh, Colin, give us your number one. I don't, I don't have a drum roll. I need next time, Ben. Get that ready. Um, yeah, I mean, this is, uh, one that I, I don't know if you've brought it up yet. I, again, I don't really pay I attention did. to you. I just uh, read it in did. my top okay. 10 if you were listening. So, yeah. <laughs> well, again, I don't pay attention to you, but, uh, uh, nothing to me screams the Olympics more than Atlanta 96 logo. Um, everything about this, I mean, it is just that it's the torch. You got the rings incorporated into the torch. You have the flame, which evolves into the stars as it flickers up. Um, this is something that you could just use as an overall Olympic logo and it doesn't have to identify just the year and uh, the host city that it was in. Uh, this one was not even a question for me. I mean, I basically looked at my top three were all, okay, these are my top three. And then Atlanta was like easy. Nothing else is going to beat this one. It was never a question. I might just read this out for each of our top threes, uh, what it means. So the base of the Torchmark logo made of the five rings and the number 100 resembles a classical Greek column and recognises the centennial of the games. The torch marks flames, gradually evolve into a perfect star, symbolising each athlete's pursuit of excellence. The gold colour in this logo represents gold medals. Thanks for that, Atlanta. And the green represents green medals. No, it represents laurel branches worn by winners in ancient times, as well as Atlanta's reputation as a city of races, I mean, of trees. Uh, so uh, great, great usage of colours and symbolism and all that. Jared, you had Atlanta pretty high as well. So uh, we're all fans of Atlanta, it seems. Yeah, this is fair. This doesn't bug me. Good, good one. All right. Uh, speaking of bugging, Jared, what's your number one? <laughs> The best Olympic logo that has been unfairly ranked, Wait particularly by Colin. Wait for it. Um, Wait for it. Oh, 1988. <laughs> oh, it's so good. The ring's the right colour. The font is awesome. I just like this. I'm so here for like the three colours as well. I'm just being like, yep, done. 
Um, the fact that like the swirled too, like kind of like, I feel like it has ties to like the like South Korean flag, which works. Uh, it's, I mean, it's a summer Olympics, but it reminds me of curling. So it gets points for that. It's relevant <laughs> now because surfing's in the Olympics. So it's come back around. They could reuse this. Um, I don't know. It's just simple and it works and it's something different. I, I, I'm, I'm so happy that you had this high. Cause I had this what number 11, um, just quickly before Colin cries, the soul emblem features a Sam pattern. A Sam is a traditional Korean pattern and visual image, which represents Korea. This pattern is widely used as decoration on fans, gates of Korean style homes, artifacts, and folk crafts. The Olympic emblem features patterns in two forms, centripetal and centrifugal. The centripetal motion represented the people of the world coming together in Korea, thus symbolizing worldwide harmony, while the centrifugal motion represented a march onward in search of man's sexist, lasting happiness and prosperity. Jared loves his Korean logos, two in the top ten, by the way. Colin, you're just you're just getting ready to throw some Korean shit at Jared. Yeah, it's gross. Uh, <laughs> it's a gross-looking logo. Also reading our uh, reviews, I believe. Oh, it's gross. Uh, I'll, I'll give you the font is decent. Soon we rank in the fonts, but wow, this like swirly yin yang thing that looks so 1988, and it also has the action sports thing going on. It's oh, it's not pretty, but you know what? I applaud you for owning your opinion. It's so bad of you, <laughs> Jared. You and I, we we need to come together more on these. These are great. Mm. Um. All right, and I'm, uh, number one, I, I will say this. I'm actually very happy that both of you had this in your top ten because I, for some reason, thought this was not going to get any love from both of you. But uh, very happy to say my number one, Nagano 1998. I'm on board the Asian train here with Jared. I love this logo. This is just, it's beautiful, the colours of it, the font. I love the usage of the flower that merges into sports and then you got the snowflake behind it I, I don't know was it one of you said you thought it was a little bit busy but i love that of it i love the fact that you can look at this like i can just stare at this logo and see each of them it's kind of like one of those magic eyes or one of those color tests it's like what do you see do you see a fish or do you see a donkey like you can just see something different every time you look at it and i drew this non-stop i was obsessed with the nagano olympics actually i'm saying right now favorite video game that i played non-stop Nagano 98 on the Nintendo 64. I absolutely love that video game. So that might be my number one. I just, I love it. I love it so much. I know you two are anti Nagano metal, but I think I had that like in my top three as well. Cause I just love it so much of the branding of Nagano. I love so much. Um, and I will say uh, the, to continue through with our, our versions of the, the truth versions of the truth, the, <laughs> as opposed to all the fakeness that we've had, the, the actual writing of this logo. Thank you, Ben. Award-winning podcast, everyone. A flower with each petal representing an athlete practicing a winter sport and which can also be seen as a snowflake, symbolizing the Olympic winter games. I've got two snowflakes in my top three. The emblem is also evocative of a mountain flower emphasizing Nagano's commitment to the environment and was thus named Snowflower. The dynamic nature of this vivid and colorful picture foreshadowed the enthusiastic atmosphere in which the games took place and symbolized the brilliance, their brilliance throughout the the world. Colin, I thought you didn't like Nagano's logo either, so I'm surprised you had this in the top no. Um, Well, like I said, I think I originally planned to put this even in my top five, and then just kind of the busyness of it distracted me, and uh, maybe it just depends on what day you catch me on that I might love this logo enough to be in my top five or enough to be outside my top five, but um, I, I applaud you for your choice as well. Jared, you had this in the top five as well. Thank you. 
Yeah, this is great. And that, but now that you've brought up, what is it? Is it a donkey? Is it a fish? The orange part of the logo, I'm just seeing a goldfish. <laughs> well, and that kind of makes me like it even more. So, so we're 50 50. The two choices are donkey and fish. Uh, which one's that? I'm seeing a dragon breathing fire. <laughs> I'm seeing a woman's lips. Uh, the off the podium woman? logo, a woman. All right. So, with that in mind, I now have the official off the podium ranking of the 26 logos from 1980 onwards. We will post the top 10 on our social media. But let's go from 26 through to number one. At 26, rightfully so, Sochi 2014. Uh, dead last, rightfully. Jared, we did it. Well done. Uh, at number 25, sorry, next Winter Olympics, Milano Cortina 2026. Yeah, not a good logo. Uh, at 24, I tried Lisa Simpson, but you only got to 24th for London 2012. Sorry, Lisa. Speaking of modern Olympics, at number 23, Los Angeles 2028, the newest one on this list. Hopefully Brisbane 2032 and Vancouver 2030 can uh, top this one. At number 22, Sarajevo 1984. Serbia, you tried, but it wasn't that good. Uh, despite one of us having this at number six, uh, Pyeongchang at 21st. Jared, you missed out there. Our next Olympics in Paris 2024 cracks the top 20 in at 20. 19th, is it a boot up disc logo? Who knows? Lilla Harmon 1994 at 18. There's lines. It's the Kremlin. It's Moscow 1980, the higher of the two Russian ones on here. Number 17, my two co-hosts are smoking something shit because Rio 2016 is much better than when they put it, but it's at 17th. At number 16, my two co-hosts are smoking something shit because Barcelona 1992 is much higher than it should be uh, on my list because it's the correct answer. At number 15, it should be finished one day on his wobbly leg or her wobbly leg, Beijing 2008. At 14, sports, CBS 1984, Los Angeles 1984 and 14th. At 13th. I like it. Salt Lake City 2002 <laughs> uh, at number 11. Uh, sorry, that was at 13, Salt Lake. Number 12, Colin had at number two. Sure. Turin 2006. Yes. Lock it in, Eddie. Uh, at number 11, couldn't quite go high with the lucky egg. It's Calgary 1988. But that, that got up a lot higher. That was right, right spread around the field there. Uh, number 10, Denmark's favourite logo, Alberville 1992. Cracks the top 10. Number nine, somebody's number one, Seoul, 1988. Jared, yeah, get in the top ten. <laughs> Jared's got Seoul, everybody. <laughs> and he's bringing it to the table. Wow. Good job. Uh, also at number eight, another person's top two, Lake Placid. I'm giving that a round of applause. <laughs> Good logo. Well done there, Lake Placid. Uh, number seven, this one snuck into the top 10 based on averages. Beijing 2022. Okay. Recency bias maybe, but uh, the most recent one on uh, the time of recording this. Number six, the most recent Summer Olympics at the time of recording this. Tokyo 2020. Okay. Fair enough. Our top five, after finishing number one on our medals rankings, Athens gets into the top five. So Athens, pretty good average so far on our uh, list at right now. Don't know about the Athens mascot. That's a weird-looking thing. So uh, I don't know if that will keep up that trend in our next rankings episode. Number four, doesn't surprise me this made the top five. I thought this would be number one on one person's list, but it nearly did. Vancouver 2010. Oh, Canada. Yay. Uh, number three, I'm pleasantly surprised this made the top three, but I'm happy. Atlanta 1996. Number two, Ben's number one. Made it to number two. Nagano 98, which means our number one, Sydney 
2000, which from memory, that was quite high in our medals. That made our top five on the medals. So, uh, number one there. So, um, Aussie, 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 oi, 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 Jared. Sydney, are we happy with our number one there? Oh, you know it. The winner is Sydney every time. <laughs> Sydney. you got to say it like Juan That's Antonio. It. He's excellent. That's it, right? Colin, how are you feeling about Sydney? Um... I'm, I'm, I put it in my top five. I feel okay about it. I guess it was the only one who didn't come up until we got to our top five, so it makes sense. Good job. All right. Well, there we go. The official off the podium ranking the Olympic logos from 1980 onwards. If we run out of these in like 10 years' time, we can rank all the logos from 1896 through to uh, 1976. I will say, just before I give a plug of what's coming up in the next couple of weeks, all three of us will be back together in a little over a month because, gentlemen, the World Cup is right around the corner. I am so pumped for this. I'm so pumped for our coverage. We're going to bring in weekly episodes for the world cup. And I am, it's, it's, it's like six weeks away. I'm pumped less than 50 days away. Jared, how are you feeling? Because again, we've said this many of times, our thoughts on the world cups will come on with a preview episode in a few weeks time, but uh, are you getting a little bit more excited now? Are you getting pumped? The Socceroos have just had a couple of wins against New Zealand on their way to Qatar. So uh, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I feel like um, we often mention like on like the Olympics episodes are like, it doesn't feel like it's been like four years. This feels like it's been four years, right? Like yeah. it feels like the last world cup was 10 years ago. Um, so I'm excited. Um, you know, not optimistic. This, this is going to go amazing, but um you know, if we win that first game, then the media will be hyping us up. So uh, looking forward to that. Exactly. Exactly. Colin on the flip side of things, Canada, just lost to Uruguay, traditional rivals, uh, you know, uh, those cheating, biting Uruguayans. But uh, how's your mood going? You beat Qatar the week before, so, I mean, you beat the host, so that's a positive. Uh, how are you feeling? How's Canada feeling right now a few weeks out? Is it getting a little bit busier in Canada and the soccer circles? I'm, I'm actually surprised. I, I kind of thought because there was a lot of media buzz about this, you know, several months ago, that it would be picking up by now, but uh, really there hasn't been a lot of excitement as far as like uh, following the media and everything yet, but I'm sure within the next couple of weeks, it's just going to explode. I've just ordered in the last few days, my team Canada and my team Germany jerseys, which I'm hoping will arrive before the world cup, the Canadian one, not looking good. Cause I'm saying right now, Colin, the Canada Jersey is very hard to buy right now. It is sold out on many websites. So it's very hard to get right now, but uh, I'm getting so pumped and excited. And I'll just say as well, the time of recording this might have a special guest or two in that lead up week that wasn't being planned, but uh, just stay tuned here to off the podium. Cause we're going to have some great coverage of it. I'm so excited. And I'm with you, Jared. It does feel like it has been four years. Cause obviously the world cup usually is in the middle of the year. And this is that unique beast that we're having it at the end of the year. So it feels very weird that we're having it, but off the podium covering the world cup, I'm pumped and excited after that. All three of us, I'm calling this right now. When it comes to January, that's our next slated episode for all three of us. We are ranking the mascots, all right? Can we all agree right now? And I think we could do them all because I don't think mascots started until like the 70s. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure we can rank the mascots. Jared, right now, you just lit up. You lit up when I said the word mascot, right? Yeah, well, this is crazy because like I feel like there's going to be like it's going to be even worse than this. There's going to be so much disagreement because even within games you have like a good mascot with – chucked with like two other terrible ones. So like, where, where do you put it? Are we ranking the games? Are we ranking each individual mascot? You know, there's, there's so many options. Yeah. We're gonna have to come up with criteria. Cause yeah. How do you rank Sydney? Like is Sid better than Millie? I don't know. Do you rank Fatso in there? 
Uh, Boorang or Surang. Boorang or Surang. <laughs> Bandaby or Sandaby. Uh, you know, like Wenlock or Benlock, those weird dildo things from London. Um, London we was- all know Bing Dwenwen's our number one, though. Is there a point to ranking everything else? I'm telling you now, Bing Dwenwen is not my number one. Controversial, oh. but top two, probably. But I, my number one is locked and loaded. I know who my number one is right now without even thinking about it. Come on. Uh, Colin, are you pumped up? and excited for Bandaby and Surang and Boorang and that weird pedo bear from 1980 that you said looked like that tape-eating thing. <laughs> yeah, the Teddy Ruxpin Teddy one. Teddy Ruxpin, yeah, that, <laughs> thank you. Hot take, that might be my number one, Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> uh, I'm passed. So we'll do that in January uh, for that one, but obviously we'll be back together for the guitar ones. But in the, in the weeks up before Qatar, I'm going to tease this for you right now. Next week we have an Olympic gold medal winning sailor Get on your boats, get your Pirates of Caribbean ready to go. The week after that, we have an Olympic medalist in the sport of speed skating, which Colin enjoyed me for that one, so get excited for that one. The week after that, our very first ever basketballer on the show, which is a, a little bit relevant at the time of recording this. The Opals won a bronze medal in the World Cup. It is an Opal, so uh, it was recorded before the World Cup, by the way, so it might be a bit weird, but uh, anyway. And after that... Our latest Tasmanian. We haven't had a Tasmanian on in a while. I incorrectly say in that episode she's our first ever Tasmanian guest, but I got it wrong. Tristan Thomas. Sorry, Tristan. But our next Tasmanian guest on that. And the last guest that we will have before the World Cup may get you to throw a chair. It is that Mm. exciting. She's a goat of a country that got an athlete of the day on our show because somebody chucked a sook. If you can't work out that who that is and you've never listened off the podium before, but that is a massive, massive interview and that will be our last and one before the World if, Cup. If a certain clip makes it on the air, uh, somebody may be walking away from me in that episode and not Ben. Uh, so, well, um, we'll see. All your efforts, Ben, have now failed because of one episode. We can play that if that happens, but we'll see because maybe that person will agree with us. A French boxer should have gotten athlete of the day on that day. I don't know. She could be friends with that person. So she might be like, shut up, Colin. Ben was right. And so was Jared. So there you go. But uh, if you want to stay up to date with everything we've got on off the podium, of course, social channels, find us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, subscribe to the podcast, wherever good podcasts are available and we definitely appreciate your support along the way. Jared, you get a round of applause because you've been smart this episode. Thank you very much and I look forward to talking World Cup with you in a, in a few weeks' time. No worries. Uh, love for Seoul. Sending out love for Seoul. So glad that finished in the top ten. Exactly. What an achievement. What an achievement. And Colin, um, get some better opinions. You've been the Ben of this episode. I'm just saying that right now. I... I, I I'm the one who ranked ugly 80 stuff in the top three. I am not the Ben. Well, I am the Ben, and Ben rocks! Yay, Ben! Woo! And that's a Ben fact. Oh, I can't play that sound effect right now because that's a Ben fact. Uh, thanks for tuning in to Off the Podium. Uh, big shout out, of course, as always, to the Birmingham Bull. My name is Ben, and remember to uh, go uh, left. Left.